Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was here last year, and it is, um, this is too short. This is for Carrello, not for me. So, okay, there you go. Um, it is a pleasure to be here. I praise the Lord for the opportunity, and I want to go right into the Word of God. So, if you open, well, you guys don't have no Bibles, I guess, some of you. But there is, um, there is a slide on the um, computer back there, and we're going to go on Mark chapter 1, verse 29 through 38. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went to James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place when he prayed. Verse 36, Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Verse 38, Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. I'm going to talk to you. I don't preach long. Um, the master's example. Um, I was talking to uh, Mark, being um, friends with Mark for, I don't know, how many years. Um, it, it definitely has to be unconditional love. It has to be agape love for you and I to be here and to be serving the Lord. Uh, in my case, I'm from Colombia, South America, and, and my, my prior life was not uh, uh, the gospel life. Uh, I come from a very dark past and a very dark family, and um, I moved from from being part of that drug business to, you know, encounter Jesus Christ and uh, got saved and um, never thought that I was going to be a preacher. When I left my country, Colombia, my aunt told my dad, well, he's going to get killed probably in New York or someplace that he's going because he's going to still doing the same thing that he was doing here. But um, she didn't know that Jesus has a different plan. And when we were singing that song about uh, turning graves into gardens, I really thought about it, that uh, he's, really, he's been really good to me. I mean, it's his grace, it's his love. There's nothing else. But uh, because we, none of us, we deserve to be here. We're not that good. We think we're good, but we're not that good. Paul say on Romans chapter 3 that there is not even one. There is not one just, not one good. Not one that is seeking for him, not one that is understanding him. So it has to be grace. It has to be an unconditional love. I want to talk to you for the next 20 minutes about um, the master's example. In the passage, um, if, if you look up for somebody to follow, if you look for an example, if you look for someone that you can uh, maybe get some good insights and maybe, man, this person, I think they, I, I like the way they live. I like the way they, they manage their time. I like the way they do with the kids and I like the way they treat their wives or whatever. Then you look for examples and, and maybe your parents or maybe a teacher here at the college or maybe a, 
public figure or maybe uh, some um, guy from the Bible. I don't know. We're always looking for examples. Um, um, in my life, with all the stuff that I have done in my life and all the things that I've been going through, I, I want to look to him. I want to look to Jesus because if, if, there is, if there is one that can give me a good example, it must be him. Uh, so with that in mind, I'm going to approach the passage on that direction. What Jesus is teaching us through this passage that maybe we can learn so we can follow the master's example. And there is three things. I'm a three-point preacher. Um, so I'm going to give you three points. And I think four is too many and two is not enough. So uh, three is good for me anyway. So the first thing is in the passage, we see that that they come out of the synagogue and they went to uh, Peter's house and then uh, his mother-in-law was sick and he immediately went and took care of her. And then also the Bible say that after the Sabbath day was done, you know, people gather around the house of Peter where Jesus was and the Bible say, I don't say, the Bible say that he healed them all, that he talked to them, to all of them. So the first thing that I see Jesus doing in his life through the scriptures is serving and I don't know about you, but if he was serving and if he considers service a good theme, I want to follow the master's example. Um, somewhere in the Gospels, there is a conversation about these two disciples that they came to Jesus and say, um, you know, when you come in your glory, you know, one at the right and one at the left. And then, you know, they were looking for, you know, places of attention and importance and all that stuff. And Jesus say, uh, in the world, that's the way they do things. But in my kingdom, if you want to be the first one, then be the servant. If you want to be the greatest one, then be as the slave of all, you know. And so, so I, I see my life as, as a service. You know, last week we, we had a service. Um, uh, we found this church in 1999, and then we stayed there for 16 years. And then for about five or six years, I started getting out. Every week, and I was traveling uh, Many, many places doing conference and leadership conference and marriage conference with my wife. And I got tired of the airports and the hotels and all that stuff. I got tired of not being able to spend some time with my twins. You know, the number six and seven in my, in my, in my, uh, my home had a, a precious set of twins, Grace and Melody, that the Lord gave to my wife and I uh, as a miracle. It was just an amazing thing. We thought that we were done with five, but six and seven show up by the grace of God. So we name them grace and melody. By the grace of God, we sing the melody. That's the way that we put the, those, those names. And um, I was tired of the airports and I was tired of the trips. And uh, there was an opportunity to go back to the church. And I told my wife, you know what? Let's, let's go back to the church, you know, and we pray about it. And then we, we've been there for almost a year again. Uh, in Lyons, Kansas, at the Aliento de Vida Church, the Hispanic church. But if anybody shows up that doesn't speak Spanish, then I'll do the bilingual thing with my Spanglish thing. You know, I speak with an accent. I don't think with an accent, but I speak with an accent. So, uh, but I, I made myself, some, somehow you're going to be able to understand me. But anyway, I consider serving one of the main things that we have to do. Because that's what Jesus did. If you see Jesus through the scriptures, he's constantly serving people, helping people, healing people, talking to people. Uh, I mean, his life is a continued uh, events of, of, of serving and doing things for people. Um, this world today, it's 
I, me, and myself. What can I get? What I could get? What is beneficial for me? But, but we don't see that too much anymore. And I want to encourage you today that if you can do something for somebody, do it. Because that's the example of the master. Serving is the example of the master. Then the texts say that after... They were done with that day, and I, I like to get into the passage sometimes and leave myself in the passage. If the whole town gathered on Simon's home, and he healed everybody and talked to everybody, I think they were done very late. I'm not going to put an hour because the Bible doesn't say so, so I cannot add into the word. But it was not seven. You know, they have to be after the sun goes down for the Sabbath. So, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, whatever time they went to bed, the Bible say, not, not I do, but the Bible say, the text say that he got up early to go to a solitary place and he started praying. That's the second thing that I see on the test. Not only he was always serving, but praying was important for him. Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen, you guys don't get that. He went bed, he went to bed late. He was tired, but he thought it was important for him to get up early and pray because he considered prayer important. And then some people say, Well, pray? What? What? Why do you want to pray? Why is it so important? Well, Jesus say, pray so you don't get into temptation. So I think that's important. If I don't want to get into temptation and enter into temptation and commit all kinds of sins, and I believe prayer will make me strong, well, I'm going to pray. Also, uh, Philippians say, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything present your supplications before the Lord with prayer and, and thanksgiving. And then the peace that surpasses the whole understanding will guide your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So, you know, today... If you are anxious, what the doctor will say? Take a pill. You know, this is the generation of the pills. You take a pill for this, a pill for that, a pill for that, and a pill for that. I mean, there's people that had those boxes. I've seen them. They have these boxes, Monday pills, Tuesday pills, Wednesday pills. I mean, they got pills for everything. You feel, one time, I remember when I was working at the state of Kansas as a chaplain, one of my secretaries, she came to work that day. And, man, she was throwing things. And, and I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, like, I haven't taken my pill this morning. And I'm like, whoa. So we'll go back home and take your pill and come back because we cannot deal like that. I mean, you're not going to be throwing stuff all around. The, I'm not going to work with you like that. So she went home. She came back like in 20 minutes, and she was perfectly fine. And I'm like, man, that's a magic pill. <laughs> but the Bible says that if we pray, Jesus will guard that peace that surpasses the whole understanding will guard your minds and your heart. People is anxious for everything. They're taking pills for everything. They're going nuts. They're going crazy. That word anxious in the Greek is decomposing. It's just going in different directions. Have you seen people like that? Have you seen some of your co-students like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. Hey, I have homework and I have to do, and I have a game here. And, and they'll just go nuts and crazy. Not here in Argentina. Here in Sterling College, we don't have people like that. That doesn't happen. It's just, it's a college in Argentina, some other place. Serving. Serving, do things for people. That's what God called us to do, to love people and to serve people. Pray, talk to God. Well, I don't have the time. Well, get up 15 minutes earlier in the morning. You know, when you go and eat at the cafeteria, say a prayer. When you go walking from class to class, say a prayer. I'm not a guy that prays 
three or four or five hours a day. But when I'm driving, I'm praying. You know, when I get up, I say, Jesus, here we are. You know, another day. Bless me, you know. Bless my family. I'm here. Show me what to do. You know, constantly I'm talking to him. It's a conversation through the day with the Lord. Praying constantly because he was doing it. I don't know what time they went, went to bed. But they went to bed late that day because he healed the whole town. I mean, the whole town came to Simon's house. I mean, read the Bible. And he got up early and prayed because he thought it was important. It is important to talk to God. But... On the test say that when they could not find him, they went and looked for him. And they say, hey, Jesus, come. The whole town is looking for you. You know, these disciples, they went to like, man, we're like the last Coca-Cola of the desert. We're like the Juan Camanei. I mean, we're like the bomb here in this town. So let's get up and continue doing miracles and all these things. And Jesus say, nah, let's go some other places so I can preach. Because that's the reason I'm here. That's your third thing. If you want to build your agenda, you know, there's people that are so busy. They have so many things to do that they're not doing nothing. I'm, I cannot go out every weekend no more to travel, to do all my conference. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving once a month. We, are, we organize our agenda now because I have a church. So once a month, I'm going to whatever place I need to go. And, and then I'll do my thing. This weekend, I'll be in Cabo San Lucas, so it's going to be warmer than here. So, sorry. But I want to preach. I want to preach every place that I can. And we get so wrong on the idea that we need one of these to preach and that we need a, a building to preach. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Preaching is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ at any time, at any point to anybody that come in front of you, just in the cafeteria, uh, wherever you go, just share the gospel. You know, the first evangelist was that gathering demon-possessed guy that didn't have no seminar, didn't have no background. And, 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 you know, he was living in the tombs and he was all chained up and all bad. And Jesus set him free. And, and then he said, I want to go with you. And Jesus said, no, just go and tell people what I have done, what great mercy I have with you. And he went. And he evangelized 10 cities. The couple is 10 cities. The guy evangelized 10 cities just telling the people what a great mercy the Lord has with him. That's what we preach. We preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, let me wrap this up because I don't preach long. Either you're going to be serving, either you're going to be praying, or you're going to be preaching. Among those three things, there is ministry. And if you stay right there, don't try to do everything. Man, the good thing about the kingdom job, the kingdom business, is that God has people everywhere. There is people that can do some other things, so don't try to do it all. Just, it's okay. We're a team. This is not, you are Jesus Jr. and you're going to be doing everything. There is no Jesus Juniors here. We are a team. Jesus is Jesus. He is above it all. He's the one in charge. Don't become no Jesus Juniors. I don't know how you say Jesus Jr. for a female. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't know. How do you say Jesus Jr. for a female? I don't know. But anyway. come on, chaplain. You need to know everything. So what are we going to do? Say it with me. We're going to serve. We're going to pray. And we're going to preach. We're going to share the gospel. And if you put that in your mind, these things, man, we can do a lot of stuff with this. And we, one of these things that we can do with this is organize our time and put our calendars and our agendas so we have enough time 
to live a full life, to go through a career, to go through everything that you guys go through, being away from home and all that stuff and all the struggles, and we can serve people, we can pray to God, and we can share the good news of gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you do that, you're following the master's example. God bless you guys.